I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. Each month, a new destination is featured with recommendation, advice, and tips based on the first-hand travel experience I gain from the two to three times a month I travel all over the world. You may also want to check out the Tips for Travellers video podcast, a sister podcast which features videos I've made of hotel rooms or attractions with commentary and recommendations linked to the destination featured each month in this audio podcast. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com. For travellers is spelt with two L's, the UK way, or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. You can subscribe to one or both of the podcasts by searching for Tips for Travellers or Gary Bembridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. On this episode of Tips for Travellers, I'm going to focus on just one thing. For two reasons. First of all, because it's an amazing trip. And secondly, it's the Queen's Diamond Jubilee year. And this is something that is incredibly special to her. And on this episode, we're going to be focusing on the Royal Yacht Britannia. And without a doubt, one of the most interesting and enjoyable trips I've ever done within the UK was to tour the Royal Yacht Britannia. It's a stunning and historically important ship, and it's now moored at the Ocean Terminal in Leith, Edinburgh, Scotland. And as I mentioned, because this is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, it's also a great time not only to report on and review this marvellous attraction, but also it's a great, great time to visit it. This beautiful and impressive ship first came into service in 1953 and was finally decommissioned by the ruling UK Labour Party at that time on the 11th of December 1997. And during its service, the royal family, who absolutely adored the ship, used it for official visits to countries all around the world. Almost all of the various royal weddings uh, across that period also included some time on the ship during their honeymoon. The ship was used for a reported 696 foreign trips, which is quite something, and 272 in the UK. It sailed over one million miles. So it certainly was a very hard-working ship. The Royal Yacht's final big flagship trip was in July 1997, when it took the last UK governor of Hong Kong, which was Chris Patton, and Prince Charles back from the colony at the time to the UK after the formal handover ceremony of Hong Kong to China. And six months later, it was decommissioned, much to the dismay and disappointment of the Queen, and she was reported very, very close to tears at the ceremony. The ship was then established as a museum, which is managed by an independent charitable trust, and it's since become a major attraction in Scotland, with at least a quarter of a million visitors a year. In early 2012, the ship was actually moved from this location and put into dry dock for a while for some big maintenance and painting, and also to get it ready for the big Diamond Jubilee Year celebrations for Queen Elizabeth II. So what can you actually expect if you visit the Royal Yacht? Well, to start, there's a large gift shop and exhibition at the entrance that tells you the story of the ship before you actually get onto the yacht. 
And this really is worth exploring. There's an audio tour that you can use on the Yacht. And again, I strongly recommend you use the audio tour as it gives a lot of information. It gives you a lot of anecdotes and basically brings alive the ship and tells you kind of some of the exciting uh, things that happen and the significance. Now, you're allowed to take photographs on the deck areas, but unfortunately, you're not allowed to take the ship, uh, photographs inside the ship for various copyright and security reasons, which is a real pity because the inside is fascinating and it's, it's actually almost called a time warp. But you can actually buy a, a pretty good guidebook, which has some, some fairly comprehensive pictures of the inside of the ship. The ship itself is very well maintained and the tour has access to five of the decks. This includes the royal living area, which includes the Queen and Prince Philip's bedrooms, which were actually different bedrooms, uh, guest bedrooms, and then a very large lounge and dining area, which was used for official dinners and events. There's also a very grand staircase uh, on the ship where I guess the Queen would make an entrance and so on. Then you can also tour the more cramped and significantly less grand crew quarters. It's actually incredible just how much crew there were, and I'll talk about that in a second. And it's easy to understand why the cost of maintaining and running the ship was probably massive, and also why the Labour government felt the need to decommission it. It was very expensive to run, and I guess replacing it was even, even more frightening. Let me give you a sense of the crew. The crew consisted of an admiral, 20 officers, and 220 yachtsmen. So that's an admiral, 20 officers, and 220 yachtsmen. And the various departments included things like the seamen, obviously, to sell the ship, navigation, engineers, medical, and even a Royal Marines band. So that once uh, the Queen or whoever arrived where she was going to, she had a whole band to uh, accompany her on official visits and so on. Now, even more surprising, and something I hadn't expected, was as you tour on the decks, you'll see a glass-sided garage, which inside is a Rolls-Royce Phantom 5, the full-blown full car. This was taken everywhere, and it was used by the royal family when they arrived at their destination. But it's, it's quite a, a shock to just see this huge, big Rolls-Royce Phantom 5, beautiful-looking car, uh, right there in its sort of this garage uh, along the side. Also, what you do get to see is a barge, which they would then use to go off the yacht uh, to, I guess, the, the dock or whatever, if they couldn't actually dock. And that barge is also very important because that barge is going to be part of the flotilla that's used during Queen Elizabeth II's Diamond Jubilee celebrations going up the Thames. So it's a very beautiful barge. It's beautiful wood and so on and so forth. Now, um, on the ship now, there's also a tea room. Now, the tea room opened a couple of years ago. It's partly to help get more revenue uh, to man maintain a manager's ship. And also it's partly because people complained that there was no way to sort of have tea and whatnot. Relatively expensive, but really nice and, and you know, it's part of the whole experience. The Royal Yard itself, it's open for visitors every day. The only days it's closed is on Christmas Day and on New Year's Day, which, as many of you will know, in Scotland, New Year's Day is fairly significant because Hogmanay, uh, New Year's Eve is a really, really big event, and I guess people will probably have saw heads and are tired. But anyway, it's closed on Christmas Day. It's closed on New Year's Day. The tickets are around £12 for adults, and you need to really allow a good two to three hours to, to do the tour of the, of the Royal Yacht. Um, and it, as I said, it really, really is pretty impressive. Now, I'll just give you 
a little bit more background on the Royal Britannia site and, and, and so on. But on the site, I'll tell you what they actually say about the ship because it's a very nice, succinct way of, of summarizing kind of the whole thing and the history. So basically what it says is the Royal Yacht Britannia is one of the world's most famous ships. Launched at John Brown's shipyard in Clydebank, which is in Scotland, in 1953, the Royal Yacht proudly served Queen and Country for 44 years. During that time, Britannia carried the Queen and the Royal Family on 968 official voyages, which is quite staggering when you think about it. It's almost a thousand voyages from the remotest regions of the South Seas to the deepest divides of Antarctica. So this ship kind of went all over the place, all over the world. At the beginning of January 1997, Britannia set sail from Portsmouth to Hong Kong on her last and longest voyage. On the 11th of December 1997, Britannia was decommissioned at Portsmouth Naval Base in the presence of the Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and 14 senior members of the royal family. So you get a sense of just how significant this ship was to the royal family. Four months later, after intense competition from cities around the UK, the government announced that Edinburgh was successful in its bid to become Britannia's new home. She is now owned by the Royal Yacht Britannia Trust, a charitable organisation whose sole remit is the maintenance of Britannia in keeping with her former role. Britannia is now permanently moored in Edinburgh's historic port of Leith, and visitors can step on board the ship that was once home to the world's most famous family. Now, on my blog at www.tipsfortravellers.com, and remember, travellers is spelled the UK way with two L's, and if you look and you search for Royal the Royal Yacht, uh, or Britannia, you'll see a link to all the photographs that I took of the yacht itself. So that shows, you know, the outside of the yacht. It shows that beautiful car. It shows the lifeboats, actually, of course, because it had lifeboats. Uh, it shows the barge and, and also shows you some of the uh, visitors areas and, and, and so on. So that's the Royal Yacht Britannia. It's a special focus for this week's, uh, this edition of Tips of Travellers podcast. It really is quite remarkable. And if you do visit the UK or you're in the UK, I'd strongly recommend you get up to Edinburgh because, of course, it's a very beautiful city to visit anyway. And you make sure that you spend time to go and visit the Royal Yacht Britannia. So that's all for this edition of Tips for Travellers. Until next time, happy travels. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. A new destination with first-hand based advice, recommendations and tips is added each month. If you subscribe to the podcast, thanks for your support. If you don't, you may want to consider subscribing by searching Tips for Travellers or Gary Bembridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. You can then subscribe to the Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination audio podcast or the video podcast with hotel rooms and attractions. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com travellers spelled the UK way with two L's or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk